John of All Trades Podcast, episode 348. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And it's funny, I haven't thought about this much lately, but the fact that I go by John X on this show is a throwback to when I needed a little bit of anonymity because I started this show in my corporate job. And I didn't want to connect it to my real name. My real last name is Ekstrom. But I thought my company might get butthurt about that. Just the fact that I'm doing this on the side... I mean, I wasn't talking about what I was doing in my corporate job at all. I barely even alluded to it. But my suspicion was if they found out I was working on this show, they'd get upset about it. Turns out I was absolutely right because they did find out about it. And I had the most passive aggressive meeting in history with my old piece of shit supervisor who I loathe with the power of a thousand sons. Now, I tell you that because on this week's episode, it's one alias to another. And she has a great reason for not sharing her actual name. And it's because too many of you out there are weirdos and stalkers and freaks. So my guest this week is Peaches and Diesel. Peaches and Diesel I met because we both do Orange Theory together, which is super, super fun. And we became friends. And this is how stupid adulthood is. It's almost like kindergarten where you're both wearing headbands. And so you start chatting. And here's the thing. We both sort of have this same sarcastic, wry sensibility. We're both kind of bitching about the workouts from time to time. Like, okay, oh my God, why are we doing inclines? Or this row is never going to end. Or seriously, more burpees? Like, what, what the shit here? And so we hit it off. We started chatting. And I found out. Now, obviously, I know her real name. But I found out about her Instagram handle, Peaches and Diesel 104 through one of our instructors. So shout out to Jackie. Thank you very much. Because once I actually got onto this Instagram page, I go, holy shit, this stuff is really, really funny. Dude, you're funny in class, but this shit is funny to strangers. Like, I know I'm funny when we're one-on-one. Like, I'm very charming. I'm very outgoing. I'm very verbose and very sort of weird. But being funny for complete strangers is a whole different ball of wax. And she nails it. Peaches and Diesel 104, or 10-4, as she tells me, at the very end of this episode, by the way, is great. It is legit comedy. I adore it. And I go, yo, you got to be on my show. And she said, sure. Uh, I've done this maybe once or twice, but let's do it. So we chatted and here you go. This is the download on Peaches and Diesel and Jolene the Dolly Doodle. Now, Jolene the Dolly Doodle is a dog Instagram account of which I don't follow many of those. I think I follow one called Don't Stop Meowing. That's this funny cat account. But Jolene has been around the world in viral fame. She's appeared on the Today Show, on the Ellen Show. I looked up this viral post of her protecting her family from herself in a mirror. It's adorable. And that account has like 186,000 followers. Peaches and Diesel, something like 80,000. We're talking legit audience here. I've never had an audience like that for anything I've ever done. And so to get to talk to her about all the ins and outs, what's up with monetization, at what point can you do that? How do you do content generation? How many messages do you get per day? These answers will all amaze and mystify you. And what's funny is, if you know her from her Peaches and Diesel account, her voice on this episode is much different than the one you're used to. 
So this is her actual voice talking on this episode. It's much different when she's doing an Instagram reel. And what else can I say about this episode? I absolutely adored it. I adore the creator of Peaches and Diesel. We tend to work out at about the same time of day pretty much every day. And she makes great content. So it's my pleasure to feature her here. Now, a couple of quick plugs. One is for Happy Friday. That is my other show. That is the one that is now weekly. You can find me hosting it with Kevin Batstone and Arthur Ra. It's a rundown of the week that was in Denver where we're talking about different news stories. We're looking at the week ahead. We're having some playful banter. We're getting in arguments. We're busting each other's chops. It's a great show. It's so much fun. We put a ton of work into it, and it's every Friday morning available at 5 a.m. You're going to love it. Happy Friday. Den is the social media handle. And it's available on Mile High Life. Go to milehighlife.com. You can find our show there along with a ton of other great shows on Mile High Life. Or it's available on Podcatchers Everywhere. Just search Happy Friday Denver. Now then, let's get to episode 348 of the John of All Trades podcast with Peaches and Diesel. You're going to love this episode. It is an inside look at what viral fame actually looks like, what a content creator does, and all the ins and outs you've ever wanted to know about one of the funniest Instagram accounts out there. Episode 348 with Peaches and Diesel starts right now. Um, I grew up with Roger. He is um, a mannequin that my mom picked up in 1980. He's lived on her porch for a while. And when she moved to an apartment, she was going to get rid of him, and I took custody. Why? <laughs> why Roger? Or why did I take custody? No, why? Why? Like, why did she have a mannequin? Why? Why not? Well, I don't have a mannequin. I don't need one. Um, she found one at an army surplus store, and <laughs> at the time, it seemed like a good idea. Okay. He's been with us a long time, as, I mean, as one does, right? At, <laughs> when you're hanging out at an army surplus store. <laughs> Here's a mannequin. Got to come home with me. I know. Right? It didn't It didn't even cross my mind that it was weird. I only noticed it's weird <laughs> now that he's at my dining room table. Yeah. And you put and a mustache on him. I did because I wanted to westernize him since one of the dogs ate his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also an amputee. So he, he needs some support. So I thought if we went for a cowboy yeah. vibe, it would kind of feel better for everybody. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But when he's in your videos... I'll be like, wow, Roger's really co-piloting this thing because you talk to him and you go, all right, Roger, let's do this. And I'm like, doesn't seem to be doing a lot of uh, work, though. Not a lot of hard work. He does a lot of um, emotional support. He's also He's like emotional good... support mannequin. He is. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And he also um, is good for draping and just general camaraderie. Sure. I think it's something, you know, I'd like to include him. And then it seems that uh, my followers are getting a kick out of Roger. Sure. Well, there's a whole orbit of characters <laughs> here that we have that I've really grown to enjoy. I was hipped to this. By the way, this is Peaches and Diesel I'm talking to. And we met at Orange Theory. <clears throat> so we're there usually. We're like one of the day people. We're usually there about 845. Do you do other shifts? Uh, no, I like to work out and be done with it. Yeah. But we um, we were drawn to each other because we both wear a headband. Yes. <laughs> That's how stupid life is. Sometimes it's like, hey, we're both wearing headbands. We should be pals. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's It's simple as that. And one of our instructors, Jackie, turned me on. She's like, do you follow her on Instagram? I go, no. She's like, she's fucking hilarious. Okay. And I go, okay. So she sent it to me and I watched it and I go, yeah, dude, this is good shit. Like That's this is awesome. This Thank is phenomenal. Yeah, this is phenomenal stuff. And like, I'm not like an Instagram guy. I'm not good at Instagram. I it's not really my thing. But you, like, when the, when I see one of your stories or at the top of my feed, I'm like, yes, okay, because this is going to be funny. And it oh, it pretty much always is. You know, I try and take. I I always want the funny and the light side of life. 
um, because everyone has enough problems. Yeah. So between my dog Instagram, Jolene, the Dolly Doodle, and Peaches and Diesel, I try and only keep it lighthearted and relatable and funny. Yeah. Because who needs anything else, really? Well, so Peaches and Diesel has something like 82,000 followers. Jolene has, what, 185,000, something like that? Something like that, I mean, yeah. we can fact check it. <clears throat> um, Jolene got up to 192,000, and now she's going backwards. I think they're clearing <laughs> out some bots. Uh, and then Peaches has just got a steady trajectory, slow and steady. It's going up? Um, yeah, you know, this fall, something kicked. I think with, with um, Instagram, you get you get the right algorithm or whatever and then uh-huh. it gets to more people and so there were some fashion things that resonated like the um the goofing at anthropology i really went there just to find a pair of pants and i got disoriented and confused and tried stuff on and it really is what happened but it <laughs> it a lot of people could relate to it and it kind of just took off from there well what's funny is as i'm talking to you now and i'm listening to you in my headphones you have something of a different voice and different persona when you're doing this on Instagram. Oh, I know. I don't even I don't even recognize that really? voice. Nobody does. It's like this weird like It just comes out. Like softer and like whispery. Yeah. Because this voice I sound like a man, I think. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you're like, "Hold on, let me let me let him drop here." But I'm also talking to myself. <laughs> right. So I'm holding my phone like in the corner of a store. Yeah, and so I can't really use a, a normal voice. I use this this weird voice, but it, it does upset seniors. They want um like closed captioning. They can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> well, if, if you've ever hung out, I, are your parents still alive? Yes. Okay, like you go over to their house and turn on the TV and you go, "Holy shit!" It's really loud. Like, it's really really loud. But so you've got Roger, you've got Captain Big Shot, Jolene occasionally. Yes. Um, there's the angry lady who lives across the street from you. Right. Who is phenomenal. Just what a character. She is quite a character. And it, it's, I, I reluctantly use her. It, that's a tricky area. because Yeah, we've lived across the street from her for 20 years. And it's been really pretty much a nightmare the whole time. She's <laughs> obviously not well. I don't okay. think um, n- normally healthy people behave the way she does. But it's so bad that we do have to laugh. Um, you know, then I <laughs> well, walk when out. when she yells at you, it calls you a son of a bitch. She calls me a whore, yeah. mostly. And um, she's accused our son of breaking in and stealing her hats. Um, she's called our, She called our kids elementary school all the time and harassed them. And then she threatened to shoot us. So I do have a permanent restraining order against her. She's also not well. Wow. I've actually tried to get her support through like adult protective. <laughs> Of services and some other channels just because there's part of me that is you know i am a compassionate person yeah, yeah. even though i don't know how, like i have parents with their own problems i don't know why i'm taking her on sure. plus i want to well i don't know i she's frustrating yeah, well it, it, it's got to be a perpetual challenge you're never too focused on her right it, at least from what i've seen so the, most of the footage I have of her being really awful was from about seven years ago when, and it was it's just, all it's file footage. When, when you are, yeah, it's file, <laughs> it's archival footage. Um, but when when you are building a case and nobody believes you yeah. in the police department or any you know government agency, you have to have proof of the behavior. Wow. That's why I have so much of it. Not to mention she can scream from the inside of like her basement, and it comes. Through her house, through the windows, across the street, through our windows, into our living room if our TV is on. That's how loud she is. That's intense. She's lived there for 20 years? Oh, she's lived there. No, I mean, like... We've lived there for 20 years. So, you know, there's times where, you know, you're hanging Christmas lights with your toddler kids and she screams horror. 
and it's oh okay there are times you can tolerate and and maybe try and find the humor in in that if if you can but then you know she's hovered behind me while i'm trying to put a a young kid in a car seat screaming and she's very loud and she calls inspectors on everyone and she just she just is like a little troll she just causes a lot of problems just a neighborhood gadfly absolutely but i still do try and see humor in everything good and bad Here's the thing about your feed when I was hipped to it. It is well-produced. It is like very cleverly – I don't know if I want to call it written, but it feels written, right? Because it, it, it's it not – and not like written, not like scripted, but like you've put it together in a way where it's of really high quality. You know, it's not like this bullshit you always see on TikTok with people like Shaky Cam and – That's nice. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. And so I'm like, God, is this like her full-time gig? I'm sure you get that a lot. Well, I am a video producer. Okay. So, so like I have life. my own production company and I do know how to edit. I actually edit all of my Instagram on my iPhone. Wow. So wow. instead of using Adobe Premiere or Final Cut or any of those, yeah. I use Splice on my phone. And it really is easy. I just use my finger, I move stuff around, I add, you know, but I know how to like talk sure. and then add, you know, B roll and supplemental footage to make it interesting. You know, reels now, you only have 90 seconds, so that you have to get to the point pretty fast. Wow. That can be a challenge. Yeah. But when I started, I started in quarantine, and I was out of necessity. I was bored and just had musings. Like, if I had an idea, I would just do something. And so I'd go on for four minutes. But now you, you have to kind of play that game and yeah. edit, edit stuff down. Well, I, and some of your stuff is longer than 90 seconds, but that goes in like whatever it's called, like your wall, right? Or your feed. It's, yes. not, on, it's not like in the stories. Right, right. right. Okay. It's on your feed. Okay. So it started during quarantine. Didn't it start with your dogs too? Well, so Jolene, yeah, she was such a cute puppy and people would always respond to her. So I thought it'd be fun just to start an Instagram for her. And then, you know, I am a curious person. And it was really interesting to see how it works and to learn the ropes. And with a dog Instagram, when you start, the most important thing is to have bigger dog sites or other social media pick up your content because then you get you get that followers you get the boost and then she just kept going and going and then they kind of had their own persona with being kind of you know naughty dogs they love toilet paper they would they were just always doing bad things and being cute and she ultimately got picked up like on christmas eve by like she went around the world in 24 hours um what was the post she was confused by the mirrors in our our room and she couldn't figure it out and so she was dancing with herself she was like yeah you know like pawing herself and it was so cute and so hilarious i had posted it twice before and i knew it was a hit but it wasn't going yeah so on christmas eve i posted it and i mean instantly it went around and it ended up on the ellen show jeez uh social media fox fox yeah today like everywhere just like one of those quirky viral stories that news it, it, that's like pure catnip for news organizations oh they loved it because it was yeah. so it just was so cute yeah. and then from there you know like free people the clothing brand found it and and that's really good when you have a dog instagram you want different industries not just the dog people to find sure. you so the fashion people then that exposed me to you know 25 year olds and it just kept going and going. Did you set out to be like for viral fame to be, I don't know, an influencer? No. And that word is so douchey and like oh, embarrassing to me. Well, it, but it's, I, I have to refer to myself as a professional podcaster because I am. And people are like, oh, professional podcaster, AKA some fucking loser who lives in your parents' basement. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, so I get it. I get the stigma of titles. 
I don't care. I mean, I, who knows what people around me think, but I, it's just been a hobby that I've enjoyed and she's, she's paid car payments and paid the bills. You start to get true money. You know, somebody will say, you know, she was hired by, by Netflix to promote Dolly Parton's miniseries. Wow. And they sent me a kit with like (laughs) pink things and glitter. And I had, you know, it is work. It's marketing. Yeah. And you have to please your client and you have to do what they ask Mm -hmm. and then you get money. And it's funny. I mean, for me, it's, it's been so interesting because I am someone who believes that anything is possible Yeah, and I never know what's going to happen. And so I kind of go with it. And when these opportunities land in my lap, I take them. Sure. So at what point does real money start rolling in? Because I think that's something that a lot of people are curious about, particularly, you know, our entire world is lived online in mm-hmm. many ways. There's so many different avenues and people see, you know, monetization. I, I never thought the biggest YouTube accounts would be kids just like opening toys. But like, you know, there's kids who make $8 million doing that. Right. Which is insane. But so like at what point do you, does real money start showing up? So when you start, when you, when you get to about 5,000 followers, that's when free products start coming in. Hey, can ah. I give you a dog bandana and will you tag me? And then... When I got to, I don't know, maybe 20,000, you start getting, you know, a dog food might say, can you do a 30 second post? But it's for $1,500. Wow. For the post. That's real money. And it's real money. And, and then I would pick and choose because when you, when you start doing ads, your followers don't really like it. No. Mm. Because it, there's a sellout factor. That's why I always pick things that actually are relevant or matter to me. So sure. if I saw like Ruggable approached us and I actually liked and want, needed a rug. So I thought <laughs> and it, I knew it would be in all the photos all the time. Yeah. So that was a good one. Born shoes. I started getting my teenagers shoes and I got to pick shoes. And then we just take pictures of like our knees down with the shoes and Jolene sitting there. So I'm like, that's not hard. <laughs> and I yeah. do groom my dogs at home. And so any kind of home grooming stuff is a really organic thing to sell. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're trying to make it germane to like your brand and I mean, call it your brand, right? Like, but that that's what any of these feeds kind of are. And any t- anything where you strike a false note, it's hard to get that credibility back. Right. So we, I get offers, I get five a day. Really? Jesus. At least. Now I don't do snacks or treats because it actually upsets my dog's stomach. So I don't use them and I can't do that. Sure. We get a lot of CBD, um, anxiety type stuff. I kind of want to avoid that. I have another dog grooming possibility coming up where they, they'll send me like a nail grinder or a, a brush. Yeah. And that's fine for me because I use those and we can make very cute videos and that one is for upwards of $3,000. Okay. But geez. again, it's work. It is like you have to get your content approved. This isn't oh, just stuff it has you to just be approved, post like it's it. cute. It's, it's production. Yeah. It's messaging. You have to use the right hashtags. It really does take some time. So, I mean, for me, that's extra income. And by the way, Instagram just stopped paying for reels. Um, Mid-March, they were basically giving wait bonus minute, wait, wait, money. Can okay. I start over? No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Keep going. So, like, are you getting paid by clients or by Instagram itself? I was getting paid by both. Okay. Meta, which owns oh, Instagram sure, right. or is Instagram, um, they stopped paying their influencers mid-March. Um, they just stopped. I would get notices, hey, do you want to get bonuses for your reels? Um, yes, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Because you're making them anyway. And yeah. then they would just pay you based on how many likes you got. So I would get a, uh, they pay you through PayPal. So I would just get, you know, 500 bucks at the end of the month, Nice. 600 bucks 
for doing what I was doing anyway. So it was the most awesome way to earn money. And you have to imagine other influencers with tons of followers make 10,000 a month or 20 or more. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So they just stop, period, with not a ton of explanation. So I'm sure that kind of upset people. Yeah. So you say it's work and you have to get this content approved by the people who are paying you to do it. I mean, that's very familiar to me. That's my entire life. You and I are both professional consultants. We, we offer professional services. Is there ever a point, because you mentioned to me right before we went on, where people are like, hey, where's your content? Where's your content? Like, you're, you're kind of feeding this content machine. And I always tell people when they're starting a podcast, you are now creating a monster that is hungry and never gets full. Do you ever have thoughts about like, hey, why am I doing this still? Like, are, do you ever get burned out? And how do you overcome that? <clears throat> I do because it's hard to have a grand slam every time. Sure. <laughs> people want me to be, so on, on Peaches, people want me to be funny and outrageous all the time. Yeah. And for me to produce, whether I'm doing House of Peaches, where I'm recreating a $2,000 piece of shit Balenciaga <laughs> ripped jeans. You're right, yeah. Um, or I'm pretending to make a Dateline NBC binder. Like, I have to, the idea has to come to me. I have yeah. to think about how I'm going to do it. And trying to force yourself to come up with a funny home run is really impossible, and that's when I get stressed. So I'm very grateful when I'm walking around my daily life and I say, ooh, that's kind of weird. Oh, that's funny. I should do something like that. When yeah. it's organic, it's so much easier. The dog stuff is getting super boring because um, <laughs> for me, like again, you have to have your camera out. You have to be ready to get something viral. Yeah. And your dogs basically sleep. They do something cute. They In my house, they eat the toilet paper. Rinse, repeat. I've gotten a little you know bogged down with that one plus i do have a job <laughs> <laughs> and, and a family and a family yes so i have to balance where the time is going right and what time is the most valuable so you have kids kids are always embarrassed by their parents where are your kids on this my teenage daughter is really good about she's really good about it and she will participate yeah some of her teachers follow me. Oh, good. And a lot of her, <laughs> like her friends and then their parents. Right. So she gets people talk to her about it a lot. And I think that gets annoying. Oh, that's But she's be generally like not that embarrassed by me. My son, who's a sophomore in college and who's in film school, finds me um, a little more embarrassing. But he, so I just don't really include him in stuff. Sure. We just avoid it. Sure. Well, and I mean, when you're doing House of Peaches, and you're cutting up spanks and stuff, you know, like that's generally not, you know, the male universe, right? Like I, I'm familiar with spanks. I have a wife. I know what, how spanks work. But you're doing in some ways like what is in like cringe comedy. Well, exactly. So I, I don't have a problem embarrassing myself. Right. Because I think being relatable and real and honest is attractive and fun and, oh God, and that's great. how i build my followers i think we're all kind of this big group of like-minded sure. people actually and then i also sometimes maybe shoot it so it looks worse than it is just be ah. for for comedy but at the same time i i would challenge anyone to put spanks on and then cut holes in it yeah. because i don't care who you are even a supermodel it's it's like the it's you know, pinching the, like well it's the biscuits that you that pop <laughs> Like, like your, your fat goes through the holes. Um, my husband did say like, why, I'm not totally sure like why you're putting yourself out there like this. Right. But I just think it's funny. I mean, you just can't take yourself too seriously. And we all like at this age have 
problems. Sure. Well, and it, at a certain point, I mean, I remember this is like an extreme example, right? Did you ever see the movie about Schmidt? Oh, I I feel like With I did. With Jack Nicholson, he's like from Nebraska. His wife dies. He comes to Denver for his daughter's wedding. Kathy Bates does like a nude scene in a hot tub. And she was interviewed about it because Kathy Bates, big lady, right? And uh, an older lady. And then she just like slips off that robe, gets in the hot tub completely naked, right? And everyone's like, oh, you know, brave, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's a human body. And at this point, who gives a shit? Like, right. I, and I will tell you, like, I am five foot nine. I work out. Yeah. I am hitting a point where it's getting frustrating with just the, the weight gain. And, like, I don't want to eat salads all day. I want to, sure. you know, have a yeah, enjoy your and, life and eat pasta. But then there are people who follow me that are way more overweight or, oh, yeah. or way thinner or older or younger. And I want to definitely model, like, listen, ladies, <laughs> we're all in this. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Because there's ways that we can all you know, dress for success and all of that. But I have heard, you know, from people that it makes them want to try and be more confident. Great. And I love that. And I do, I do get a lot of messages like, Hey, I'm struggling right now. Or my mom has cancer and we just sit together and watch and giggle. And that to me makes it all worth it because sometimes I am like, why am I doing this? Like, am I a, (laughs) do I need attention? Do I need a hug? Like, do I need like, Hey, look at me. But then I also am a creative person and I do love making people laugh. Maybe that makes me an egomaniac, but I really do love that. No, I I mean that any comedian will tell you that that like when they get the laugh, you're bringing joy to someone's day and someone's world. That's meaningful. To your point, when I started this show, I've reflected on it. I just passed nine years of doing this show, which that's a long fucking time. It's a long fucking time. So... For me, like I reflect on it and I go, dude, did I have just like a sociopathic level of self-regard to be like, I'm going to put on a show that other people will listen to and enjoy, (laughs) right? Because there's a part of you that is always hesitant about that kind of thing where you're like, why the, who the fuck do I think I am, right? Who is going to listen to me? Why should anyone listen to me? But to your point, again, I'm also a creative person and this is what I'm good at. I'm not as good at the promotion. I suck at self-promotion. And so, well, it's also opt-in. If people don't want to listen to you, they don't have to. No, exactly. If people don't want to see me in Spanx, they don't have to follow me. Right. This, this isn't TV in the 50s where there's three channels, right? And there's nothing else on. There's eight zillion choices out there. Yeah, that's anyway. true. It's so, true. But you still have to have confidence in yourself to be like, no, what I'm doing, other people are going to be into. And that's a weird feeling, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like my ideas are based on... My age, my gender, sex, I don't even know. Or do we call it gender or sex? I'm, I don't even know. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I know what, I know what you're yeah, going for. Yeah, but I connect with people. Like what, One thing that's fascinating to me, and it kind of speaks to the world at large, not to be kind of like whatever here, but if you talk to people mm-hmm. from different backgrounds, you can get along so well with people. I have women followers. Like when I did a, something on quilt quilting outfits you know quilted outfits all the quilters started following me (laughs) i have a lot of home so home ec a lot of homesteaders uh, you know very religious people very not religious people conservative republican people are liberal people are always trying to figure out what lane i'm in and what boxes why do people need to do that i I don't know but i i avoid it completely because uh, i've made a mistake or two before and people get so mad yeah and i'm not i don't want to do all that and then people start people I will say Instagram followers I don't know who all of them are but some people are so sensitive and 
get up my ass about everything, like on my dog feet, you know. If the dogs don't have a helmet and a seatbelt and oh, goggles on in the back seat of the car, I get completely destroyed. So concern trolls. Troll the, the troll thing is real. Yeah. And the more followers I get, the meaner people can be to me. I mean, people wow. are very nice and we I have a great community, but occasionally someone comes flying in. Yeah, just like a pigeon. They come in and shit and they leave. Oh man. And it is like, you know, when you when you are driving on the highway and someone flips you off and speeds off and you're like <laughs> It hurts you. You don't know them. Yeah. You'll get over it shortly, but it, 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 these little stingers come in. Mm-hmm. It's like getting a bunch of little paper cuts yeah. all the time. And like with my neighbor, I get a, you know, you're a senior hater. You don't know. But the, and nobody knows the context. That's the thing is I'm giving flashes of my life. Yeah. I'm giving snapshots of my life. I can't, I don't have time to explain the context of everything I do. No, and, and no, not, no one's even entitled to that either. No. I mean, like... What are you, a fucking Facebook detective, Instagram detective? I mean, give me a break with that. I know. My, my good friends are trying to get me to ignore the trolls, but I do also love a fight. Ah, so you're, uh, I produce Vic Lombardi show, who you know from a past life, right? Yes. You've crossed paths with Vic before. I interviewed Vic on this show, and I asked him, I'm like, dude, you indulge your haters and your trolls and your contrarians like more than I ever have. Why? And he said, I can't stand for someone to say something that's wrong. He's like, I don't care if they don't like me. That's fine. But if it's wrong, I can't let that stand. I'm like, Vic, it's a Twitter egg with two fucking followers. Who cares? I feel the same way, though. And I, I bet he's an Enneagram 8. Okay. Because that's what we do. I, I exactly. Like, if you don't. I don't I, give a shit. I can't. I don't give a shit about, like, if you didn't like me going to Forever 21 and trying on ugly clothes. Right. But if you do say something also stupid, if you say something stupid and wrong, I really can't just let that go. Mm. So, or when people are super rude, too, because it's like, I, I just can't imagine what these other sites, like political sites or oh yeah, what, what the nastiness, because I am just there to for good old-fashioned time, like just silly humor, let's make fun of ourselves. So when you're right. nasty on my page, I'm like, wow, that's it, a lot. Yeah, we're not talking about real policy here, right? We're not talking about civic engagement. We're talking about no. you cutting holes in clothes and, you know, tracking them behind your car and stuff. I know. Yeah. Wow, that's a great point. But- for me, so I, I'm i not super familiar with Enneagram. I have no idea what I am. But I tune all of that out. Like, literally, I, I just I don't engage with it. And I found when I stopped arguing with strangers on the internet, I became much happier. Right. So that's what my friends are saying. And I don't, I don't now I just kind of pick, and, pick some of my battles. Sure. Um, that's smart. <clears throat> right. And it, especially, like, oh, for example, my dog went swimming in, like, Wiggins on the Eastern Plains uh-huh. uh, in a slow river that had duckweed in it okay so i posted it and i was with ranchers and farmers who had like 40 dogs and who know like i'm there they know that that's not a hazardous thing their dogs do too yeah so i post it i probably was accused by 100 people that she was going to die of green algae which can kill you yeah but the point being why would i let my like how stupid do you think i am give me some credit yeah i don't want my dogs to die (laughs) So and 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 based on this feed, you you've seen I have a track record. Give my track record some credit here, right? Well, so that's why that's when I do push back. Like, sure, dumbass, it's duckweed. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So you said you get five offers a day, and that's just from sponsors. Like, what is the volume of messages like from people? Well, a lot of them are really bad. So you, I don't even. 
You don't even engage? Respond. Or some people will say, you know, facial cream for my dogs. And I'm like, how does my dog wear this this product? Because they're just fishing. It's not even relevant to me. But the good ones, yeah, I consider all the good ones. But again, I don't take them all because I don't want to just be an ad page. Nobody will want to see No, but I mean like just from fans and stuff too. So like messages that you get, like both good and bad. Are you talking about comments or do people like – reach out to you and say, like, you, you mentioned someone who is like, my mom is fighting through cancer and we sit and we watch. Is that like a comment or are they sending you a message? I get a lot of um, both, but okay. the direct messages I get, I get hundreds of those a day. Hundreds a day? Hundreds a day. Dude. Yeah, that... I know. <sighs> so when I post a story, sometimes I hide under my table because I, I do like to read them all. I want to make sure I'm somewhat responsive just so I'm building that community and they feel like they can share or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes, like, for example, my daughter's applying to colleges right now, and it's been a real stinky time. And the moms have picked up on that, and they are just really encouraging or give me advice about different colleges. It's like people are super, super cool and nice. But I I do get a lot of messages about, I I was having such a bad day. You totally cheered me up. I just want you to know that. That's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll get one. Like, I posted how I, you know, little arts and crafts, like a little hostess gift where I put kind of cheap grocery store flowers and a mason jar and a ribbon and then I had like four people tell me that you didn't take the leaves off the stems and that's going to rot the water and you you should know that and you know thank you angel so peaches that's just a lot of that's a lot of noise it's a lot of noise like to deal with and that that feels overwhelming okay here's a semi-related question have you ever seen the meme where it's like a screenshot of two iphones and one has no unread mail messages, right? The other one has like 40,000 unread mail messages. Which one are you when it comes to like your professional life and your actual like regular email? I get anxiety when I see all those unread messages. So I try and I try and get through them. Okay. Yeah. Because I zero mine out too. I like it to be nice and clean. Yeah. Like right now on my inbox, I have, I think, 43 messages and that's just like my to-do list. Like that, that's my active stuff that I keep in the main inbox folder. Well, yeah. And also, by the way, a lot of my followers give me great ideas. People send me fashion ideas all day long. That's where I get them. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's got to help with the creation then. Yeah. I mean, so I kind of got stuck in the fashion thing. I didn't know that was going to happen to me. I actually literally wear Kenny Rogers sweatshirts and moo's. My style has been <laughs> consistent since college. I've always loved okay. Dolly Parton. I don't need to look how other people think I should look. I like what I like and that that's always the same. So I think it's very funny that all of a sudden like people are showing me like ugly Chanel outfits for me to recreate or department stores for me to check out because I have no fashion sense at all. <laughs> well, uh, a perfect analogy to that is in high school, my worst science was uh, my worst subject was science. I didn't care. They're like, this is mitosis. I'm like, it gives a shit. Like, I don't, I can't, I, I understand why this is important and why people are into this. This is just not for me. Then I got a job in energy and I spent my entire communications career explaining science to people. <laughs> I was talking about geology and chemistry and all sorts of shit. And I go, this is kind of poetic justice. So I identified with what you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm crunching ice. No, you're doing Shouldn't fine. doing that. <laughs> I think we'll live. Yeah. I, I think we'll survive. When it comes to this content creation, because how many reels are you doing a day? Or a week. I mean, I'm like living my best life if I get two peaches done a week. Okay. They take too much. I mean, I have to, sometimes I have to like, I went to Joanne Fabrics to buy sequins fabric. Yeah. And now I have to sew 
panties like that look like <laughs> Chanel or whoever did it and then find the rest of the outfit and then walk around my neighborhood or something. I mean, it is like an extreme <laughs> situation. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you're giving yourself field trips here. Uh, I mean, I, I think the most embarrassing thing I've done, there are two, and they, were, they both invo- involved Costco. Okay. Um, when I dress like a nun at Costco on Halloween. Luckily, it was Halloween because, again, I never want to offend anyone. Right. But I was with my Catholic friend who we called Sister Becky. Mm-hmm. She did not seem to be embarrassed at all. But people loved us. The only problem is people thought we were real nuns. Oh, no. So that then I felt bad. So I just pretended I um, spoke a foreign language and just smiled and like <laughs> backed out. Um, the second thing I did is I wore some crazy, ugly thing that I made for a different reel. And I wore it to Costco. And I walked into a buyer's meeting on the floor. Oh, nice. And asked them if they wanted it for the clothing department. And I was escorted away in, in such a manner that made me feel like they thought I was like ill. <laughs> Or a threat. Um, so that was kind of funny. The guy, I mean, everybody else was laughing, but the, the guy from Costco went into like was DEFCON 12. Was yeah. yeah. And, and it felt like, like dad was mad at me. Dude, that's funny. So you feel lucky if you get two of those done a week. Very. How much of this do you have left in you? Well, I don't know. So the peaches thing is, is interesting. I mean, I'm sad that now I don't get paid for the reels anymore and nobody does. But um, yeah, I'm just sucks. on the front end of monetizing peaches. Oh. That is truly like when I'm on that page, if I wear these glasses, mm-hmm. I'll get 100 DMs who made your glasses. Okay. So I feel like I can monetize some of that yeah. in a way that's not douchey but maybe helpful to people or like this cute T-shirt from Target was 10 bucks. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it yeah. is a time suck yeah. and it has not gone unnoticed to my family. The more it grows, the more time it's taking. And so I have to kind of discover how that's going to work. What about, what about the dog one? You said that's sort of like just wash, rinse, repeat, right? I'm actually really frustrated with that page because it was so epic for so long. My dog page was focused on, inst- it was posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The Instagram page. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, you, you can imagine they do one a day. And yeah. I, I, my dog was on that. Jeez. Yeah. So she's been everywhere. And so it's it's frustrating when I do the same hustle and I know I know what's good content and I know what's a stinker. And I know what's just fluff and filler because yeah. I have to do something. So when my – something's changed in the algorithm with that page where I can't break through. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm losing a little patience with that. I don't totally understand why that's so, and it's not 100% of my focus, whereas it used to be more. Sure. So this stuff you're doing for fun on the side, does it ever conflict with what you're doing in your day job? Because you have a legit like production company. Right. So, I mean, I was just down in Colorado Springs last week doing a spine surgery video. Okay. And that's, Glamorous shit? <laughs> yeah, real glamorous, <laughs> but it's not funny. No. So I don't act goofy. Or, you know, I, I'm a producer, so when I'm interviewing someone who might feel uncomfortable, I definitely use humor to kind of lighten them up and get them to feel safe and comfortable. Of course. Because people feel very exposed uh, and self-conscious when they do video interviews. I've done media training before. And yeah. <clears throat> you can watch the most effusive, gregarious person. Shut down. The camera goes on, and all of a sudden you go, where? Whoa, what the? Where did they go? Right. And you're on a tight schedule. Yeah. And so... you got to get something out right. of them. Yeah. 
And when I went to Texas to do, um, I did a safety video for a, a gas plant and yeah. I stayed at the man camp and I tried to like post like behind the scenes of the man camp because that's another thing I want to be able to do on peaches is kind of show people interesting things that maybe they don't normally see. Yeah. But that, that, that was a safety video. And even though everyone had these amazing beards and I was dying to talk to them about their like conditioning process and all that, <laughs> I had to just table that for being professional yeah. and just say, you know what, there's a time and place. This is not it. Do you ever get recognized? And what's that like? I do. Well, it's funny. I've been hollered at walking into Orange Theory. Someone asked to take a selfie with me at Orange Theory. <laughs> it happens at restaurants. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. Wow. Because that's a big audience. Yeah. I was in Nashville eating dinner with my husband and somebody came up and said, I'm so sorry, but I follow your dog on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a 2023 20, <laughs> sentence. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like, oh, hi, sorry to bother you. I follow your dog on Instagram. <laughs> say that to, get a time machine. Yeah, Go I know. back and say that to someone in like 1990. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so funny when it happens. Yeah. And it's, the best is when it happens like around my mom or somebody who's, who, who doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, wait, you were just recognized for your Instagram, but... I mean, that means like I have people in Denver, obviously people who peripherally yeah. know me, but then it goes to friends and it's funny when you get recognized out of state. Yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is a wild feeling. I cannot, it, it's hard for me to, to fathom because like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing audio here. Right. And so, you know, there's like that old joke on friends. It's like, we'll pass each other in the hall. She won't know it's me. That's how radio stars escape. <laughs> For me, it would be it would be weird to almost be recognized, and just how disorienting that must feel. Well, what's funny about it is I forget that people watch my, they watch it. Yeah, I watch it. I know my best friends watch it, and my mom, yeah. <laughs> my cousins. So it's funny to think, oh God, I just showed my gut and my thighs, my right. ass crack to America. Sure, and people in Australia like me too. Well, there's um, stories on the John of All Trades blog about us going through infertility. Oh. So, like, there's stories about me, you know, like, having a romantic date with a cup. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, when you write stuff like this, you go, oh, right, I forgot. I have a whole, like, I have three articles that talk about me jerking off on the internet. Yes. Right? Where all of a sudden you're going, what the hell am I doing? Except that... I, as awkward as that is, that is what people who go through IVF have to deal with. Yeah. And it wasn't IVF. We didn't make it oh. that far. It was, it, we did IUIs. Okay. But still same but similar, idea yeah. that that's what the guys have to do and the girl, I mean, it is, it is just next level, whatever. Yeah. So. And so what I wanted, I couldn't find any really good articles about this, particularly written by men because men aren't super into being vulnerable in public. Right. And so as soon as I did that, though, people came out of the woodwork and told me, like, hey, I went through the same thing. And it was really, like, it's nice to not feel like I'm alone. So to your point, I think if we can bring this full circle, the reason we do this is because we're all just looking for connection. We're all looking for fellow travelers on this crazy journey of life. And if you can provide people that, like, just some even minor expression of solidarity, even if it's just you, like, cramming yourself into spanks with holes cut out... People are like, holy shit, that's funny. Like, that's such a bold choice, you know? Well, but it's, it's this, it is that relatability thing where every time I go to the doctor, whether it's the gyno or my, I seem to get a new primary care doctor every year and they're all, you know, they started at 33, then 31. This last <laughs> one was a 27 year old PA <laughs> who told me, you know, I got the booze lecture. Oh, you get okay. one, one a day. And I'm just like, 
lady, you don't you don't know what problems are. Like until you have teenagers or toddlers, yeah. which you have neither. Um, <laughs> I really cannot have you advising on this. And then when my gyno started talking to me about drinking, I'm like, "What's it to you? That's my vagina." <laughs> yeah, Th- this is not relevant to the drinking issue. Yeah. yeah, focus on my vagine here. Yeah, my this is a vagine, yeah. but that's the one. That's the same lady who told me it was. Best to do a um, ovary analysis through your asshole. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't trust people like that. No. Well, here's the thing that I, I'm wondering about: Why aren't you lying to your doctor about your alcohol consumption like the rest of us? Well, I do. So I try it different ways, <laughs> and it's kind of a game, to be honest, because I'm trying to see if I can catch them freaking out internally. So I've done the lie where it's fine, but mm-hmm. it's more fun if you either so. I have a lot of friends who are doctors. They say that they triple what you say. So one time I said I have 47 a week just to see where that would go. Yeah. Because I watched them triple it. And then they were like, this is a crisis. Yeah, you're going to die. We need to get her to rehab immediately. So so that was fun. I've done it that way. I've done it. I've done it every every last way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Try it. Try Uh. it next time. And report back. Honestly, it's it's a really fun game. I, I had a friend who, when she was in college, she's like, she's like, I was at the doctor and I didn't have anything to lose. So I'm like, I'm just going to tell him the real number because it was college too. And yeah. She, like, and so she's like, I've never seen a doctor more horrified than that. But this was like, I mean, how long have I been since I was in college? Well, they're horrified. I mean, I, I guess I don't understand how other, the other half is living. Like <laughs> True, if we have yeah. two glasses of wine a night and a cocktail and two glasses of wine. That is considered like you are going to die of liver failure. Yeah. Um, One thing I've been doing is I've been more forthright about my cannabis consumption. Mm. And doctors are weirdly really appreciative of that. See, I don't – I'm not a pot person. Right. After I was roofied by an edible and I thought um, Captain Big Shot was – Scott Peterson and I was Lacey Peterson and oh, he was trying dear. to kill baby Connor that's... from my womb. That was the last time. Yeah. That, that's, that's an experience that'll sour you on the it whole. It really soured me. I just, I'm not a pot person, but, <clears throat> but I feel like you guys get more credit yeah. from the doctors. Well, right now it, it's like in that weird sort of Goldilocks zone, right? Where it's like recently kind of decriminalized and, you know, everyone's kind of sold a bill of goods about the health benefits and, you know, how much better it is than drinking. The, the tide is going to turn here at some point, and it's fine. But I've just been telling them because I'm like, I think they're getting underreported information here about people who are using. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to tell them because I've had this conversation. I'm not going to say too much on this, but like there are people in my life who are treating depression and anxiety. They have a whole litany of pills. I don't react well to pills. And one thing I tell people that they freak out about is I don't do caffeine. So just because I don't like, I don't have a hard time going up. I have a hard time coming down. Like I can't turn right. my brain off. Yes. And I find after my kids are asleep, a little bit of weed kind of evens me out. Oh, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. I, yeah, I know. And honestly, if it worked for me, I would consider it. I just... Right. No, I... And it's I, not I'm, for me. I've, it never has been. And I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything other than talking about myself and why it's useful to me. And so putting it in that context has been really useful too. I'm like, I could be on a shitload of pills here Mm -hmm. or I can smoke a little weed and kind of like, kind of be all right. And until I have evidence that it's working in a, in a, in a bad way for me, 
then that's kind of how I proceed. So. I mean, I just feel like every day there's something on the news, like a glass of red wine is great for you. And then the next yeah. day is if you have lemonade, you're going to die of, you're going to get <laughs> dementia. And then if you have like, so right, I yeah. feel like at a certain point, let's just make some good choices, sort of. Let's, let's do our best here. Well, I'm doing my best. Yeah. So how, I, I, I've asked you this already kind of, but let's say everything goes as you'd hope it would go for both Jolene and Peaches. Where is that for you? Well, I had a goal for Jolene, and that was to be on The Ellen Show with Dolly Parton. Ah, nice. Now, Jolene was on The Ellen Show. True. And I met Dolly Parton. So it didn't come together quite as I had imagined. No, you kind of Frankenstein that dream together. Well, yeah. I thought it was kind of a win. I felt pretty good about that. Um, Peaches falls in the... The sky's the limit department. Okay. I don't know what my goal is. I don't. This is a funny thing. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, why am I doing this? Uh-huh. Because it started one way, and sometimes I have ideas and I want to share them. But what is the end game? I am not totally sure. Okay. John of All Trades did for me what I wanted it to do, which is turn me into a professional. And it wasn't through this show. It was just by virtue of doing this show and doing it consistently at a high quality that people started to hire me to produce their shows. That's awesome. That was a backdoor way into this dream, right? But if the time came where your time, you were getting equal value for your time between doing peaches and doing your professional job of video production, would you switch over and do that full time? I don't think I'd do it full time because I really do like my job, but I do like making people happy. Mm -hmm. I do like exploring things that are new to me that I don't really understand where it's going to go. I like to kind of go on the journey there. Yeah. It would be nice if there could be some monetization just to make it like a value add to my family. We've gonna have, we're gonna have two kids in college, yeah, uh, right. So I'm not totally sure, but yeah, I don't see myself go- going to it full time. Yeah, that... I like the hobby factor. Yeah, that's cool. I can handle that. All right, now's the time on the show when we do plugs. Where can people find you on Instagram or anywhere you'd like to plug? Do it up. Okay. Well, Peaches and Diesel 104, which is 104. It's my CB handle. Um, I was Peaches and Diesel uh, in my 20s when I was driving cross country to college. And I, I like to talk to the truckers. They have really? a lot. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of good information about traffic and the cops where the smoking, you know, the smoking yeah. bears are taking pictures is what they'd say. So, so uh, <laughs> you had an actual CB handle that was this? Peaches and Diesel. That's fucking amazing. That's what it is. God damn. Yeah, people think that Captain Big Shot is Diesel. No, that's all me, baby. <laughs> Peaches and Diesel. And the 10-4 is just like the CB speak. 10-4, good buddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And Jolene the Dolly Doodle. She's a Labradoodle who's uh, named in honor of uh, Dolly Parton's Jolene. One of the greatest songs ever. Ever. Um, and so those those are my two my two instas. Phenomenal. All right. What I'll do is I will put links to that in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, wherever you get your pods. It'll be down there. Also, in the companion blog piece, it'll run on this, johnofalltrades.us. That's J-O-N of alltrades.us. And what can I say? I'm really glad we did this. It's fun. We ran into each other once in real life. It was hard. We didn't have our headbands on. So, you know. That's right. How did we know how to communicate? (laughs) (laughs) You look familiar. But, yeah, it's like a whole Clark Kent with the glasses. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll look forward to working out next to you at orange theory or whenever we cross paths again in real life, peaches and diesel. Thank you so much. And I love it. Thanks so much, John, for having me on continued success to you. Thank you. And that's a big 10 for good buddy with peaches and diesel. That was episode 348. Thank you so much for coming on my show. That was a delight. It was so much fun. You create great content and it was my pleasure to feature you. 
Be sure to check her out on Instagram. She gave you those handles. And I promise if you follow those, you will laugh your ass off. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. I am a professional podcast producer. This is but one of nine shows that I produce. I'm currently developing a 10. That one you're going to be super excited for. I'll announce that very, very soon. You can follow me on social. That's J-O-A-T-Pod across platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Episode previews, when they're available, go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Like I said, I've been pulling back from John of All Trades. This show has done what I've wanted it to do and shows up when I have cool people to feature for you like Peaches and Diesel. Other than that, hit me up at Happy Friday. That's at milehighlife.com and on Podcatchers Everywhere. Just search Happy Friday Denver. Run down the week that was. We give you cool links. Talk about cool stuff to do. And we bust each other's jobs. You'll love it. Happy Friday. Den on the socials. Milehighlife.com. Where we're housed. I'm out of here for now. We'll be back here very soon with someone else cool who is creating good stuff here in the city or beyond. Wherever you are, I hope you're happy. I hope you're fulfilled. I hope you are taking the risks you deserve to take. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.